Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery, Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. What is up, my friends? What is up, my friends? How is everybody doing on this mid-August days? Wherever you're com- listening to us, wherever you're pressing play, we hope you're having a great end of summer. We hope you're enjoying a lot of great music. We hope you're staying safe and healthy with your families. And let's get rolling with J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This is your host, this and every episode, Jamie Rodriguez. And uh, today, guys, we have, you may have heard, a trio called Camp. Hitmakers, indie folk, they've had a a lot of great success. I I just saw them recently in a music festival in Iowa. They rocked the stage and they will perform at Bonnaroo too. Um, And we have uh, Matt Vinson, the guitarist of Camp, who has his own side project called The Wonderful. Wonderful, W-N-O-D-E-R-F. O-O-L, Wonderful, and he just released the fourth album under this side project called Shiner, a really, really great album. He released it via Jenny Records. It's uh, it's available now uh, wherever you you purchase or stream your music, and uh, it is just a fantastic nine-track tra- nine piece, uh, great for early mornings and late nights, you know, just really amazing songwriting I'm absolutely underrated songwriter Matt Vincent is. He is from Ohio. And, uh, you know, just, just like Camp, they have their, their origins in Athens, Ohio, and all that kind of stuff. And this record came about from the pandemic of 2020. When we were all locked up, he immediately went to work, created this wonderful masterpiece, guys. And you guys are going to love it. It has a lot of guest appearances, including uh, Camp frontman Taylor Mayer. So... You guys will love it. American Songwriter, Ear to the Ground, Glide Magazine, they've all eating it up, and you guys will as well. Now, uh, we hope you enjoy it. If you're new to the show, please give us a review. Give us a subscribe button. That stuff helps us a lot. And welcome to j Concerts, the podcast with Matt Benson of The Wonderful. Great, great way to continue the week for us, Matt. Obviously, the wonderful. Uh, let, let us look at your compound, man. That's great stuff over there. Where are you coming to us from, Matt? I'm uh, in my house in Columbus, Ohio. In Columbus, Ohio. We love, we love Ohio, absolutely. And and China. First of all, let's start with China, Matt. What an album! Sure, you know, we you. had a chance to preview it. it. Comes out August 11th for everybody, wherever you stream or purchase your music. Um, but yeah, from the first notes of much better, just to the day before your last. It's a journey, man. It goes really quickly. It's super enjoyable. Touches your soul, touches your heart. Just congratulations, first of all. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. So, you know, let's start with this. Obviously, 2018 and 2019 were, you know, huge years for your other project, Camp. Um, It was going to be a hectic year. You were going to tour all over the country, North America, the world. And then, of course, COVID happened. Um, At what point last year in 2020 did you say man this is the perfect opportunity to do something special with the wonderful man oh it was kind of immediately um i always mix in some recording time when camps off the road um 
and I kind of write always, you know, we always have guitars around on camp tours. So you can always find a nice quiet spot and continue the writing process for any future projects. But honestly, like for me, I had been waiting for some time like that. So like when it happened, it was almost no delay. I think like the first week I recorded the first song that ended up being on the record. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I, I, I also, I almost think that it was like perfect for you, Matt, because, you know, you grew up in Cleveland and uh, you were not surrounded by a lot of musical, uh, you know, like friends and not many. So you kind of like developed as an artist by yourself. Was yeah. it almost, was it almost like, okay, great pandemic. I can totally do this. Yeah, for sure. I have a pretty comfortable home studio set up um, and everything works the way that I want it to. And I never really run into too many snags. So having that uh, comfort, I can kind of like go to my space and record whenever I want. And, you know, other like for some other people, you know, they write a song and they have to wait to go into a studio to do it. But if I start working on a song, chances are that I'm going to go and like start to record at least the initial idea of it just to like nice. keep the ball moving forward. And I'm just really excited about recording music always. It's so fun. Um, so yeah, it was definitely a perfect storm in that regard. Cool, man. I, I mean, you can tell in the in the finished product of the album that you were very comfortable because it's it's an A plus album. Um, Thank you. But, but but your writing production room that you that you mentioned, do you yeah. go into that room every day, uh, Matt? And what I mean is, do you treat it like an office, like a nine to five? I mean, the discipline of it. Do you have that discipline approach to your music and to your songwriting? It's definitely not nine to five, but I definitely. Uh, any day, whether whether it's writing um, or working on the gear that I have, just kind of like touching it up or even just like getting new things for the space, I'm definitely always, my mind is consumed about uh, everything music. So whatever it is, I like the diversification of time and energy that I have with music where I love recording so much. I love recording other people so much and um, obviously writing and playing. But yeah, I think every day I'm pretty much just obsessed with it still after all these years. So in one way or another, I'm definitely, uh, you know, spending a lot of time every day working on the craft that I've been working on since I was a early teenager, preteen. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And, you know, in your journey, in your story, Matt, we love, obviously, the, you know, when, when you go to Athens, Ohio, OHIO, go Bobcats. Yeah. Right? And, um, by the way, our reputation for one of the best party schools in America, I should tell my, my audience that a fun school. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Not necessarily known as a music mecca school, like, say, like Berkeley, you know, whatever in Boston, College of Music. But you found in, in, in Athens your artistic voice. This is where you found it. What do you remember, uh, Matt, about this, this time in college where you kind of came into your own as a musician? For sure. Um, well, Athens is a really special place uh, with all sorts of creatives, both visual art as well as all things music. Um, and college obviously gives you a lot of feels as a human because that's just like another ladder in the growing up process. Uh, but yeah, as far as like the initiation of Wonderful, I had um, two records and an EP in my childhood that was just my name. Um, so I've always been like, had a, a place to like output my writing voice and um, my emotions most importantly. Uh, but in college, I remember writing like two or three songs that I was like, whoa, this is a different thing. This isn't really just like straight ahead folk. 
um, it's not really something that I feel the need to like get a band together for. I was like, I'm just going to do a recording project of my own. And that was also piggybacked with uh, going to school for audio production, learning all these like new tips and tricks to kind of like elevate the sonic quality. Um, and that's kind of like what became of the first record, you know, just uh, being in an area with like all of these new tools and resources and endless inspiration. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, when people reminisce about Athens, because whenever you meet someone from Ohio, they their face just lits up and they always talk about the, the house parties, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and I know the wonderful one of the, its first gigs, uh, you know, or its first era of gigs, I should say, were playing house shows. Yeah. What do you remember about these house shows? Just like take us oh. inside the curtain, man. Yeah, no, that was a super, super special thing to Athens. So at that point, uh, which would have been sophomore year of college, which I guess could have been 2013, 2014. Um, one of the only like really small, nice music venues in town burned down. Um, and also to add into that, when you're young, you can't really go to see shows, let alone play them if you're not 21 yeah. in, a, in a drinking town. Um, so then first chance that was available, we started just doing shows in backyards and then shows in basements. And it was this cool thing where like, obviously it's a great party, but everybody there was so respectful of art that um, you could have like a silent show with a hundred people in the living room on a Friday night. And everybody would be, you know, like sitting on the ground cheering after each song, but like pin drop silent during the, uh, the performance. Nice. And then, you know, just like other backyard fun festivities and like all these different types of bands that we initially met that you can bring in and like add different flavors. It was just really something special, you know? Um, yeah. I saw some of the best live music of my life there, you know? It sounds magical, absolutely. That's wonderful, that's wonderful. Okay, so you, you know, you graduate Athens and, and before you settled into this era that you are now, you make a, a detour in your life in Denver, right? Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that because uh, just out of curiosity, you know, I mean, Nashville is like a songwriter's town and that kind of thing. What is like the musical community like in the Mile High City, man? Oh, the music community is very big. It's definitely not as much of a small feel. And I wasn't, I played a few shows here and there. And that was still when I lived in Denver before I joined camp. So I uh, got the privilege to open up a few of their initial headline tours. Um, but as far as in Denver, I just played a handful of shows because I couldn't really break into the scene. Um, mostly what I was doing there was working at this studio called Colorado Sound that I got an internship out of college. Yeah. And just really, really diving heavy into the production side of things and just like furthering my knowledge base in that realm, um, which also ended up resulting in camp coming out to record their second record with me um and inevitably me joining the band after that man that's wonderful yeah it's uh i, I mean you're, you're building something really special here matt for sure in your career but let's talk about a few of the songs i mean okay. i i could talk about all of them they're, they all they all have their own intricacies and they're all gorgeous but like truth of the matter for example yeah let's start with that one i mean when you sing you know three quarters of the way it's going down and you just keep it like it's just beautiful but then that guitar right that guitar yeah. music guitar man just stunning how do you find that perfect synchronicity, Matt? And, and what I mean, it's such a perfect puzzle, a song like these. 
like I feel like you could keep tinkering with it for you. You could still be producing it today if you wanted to. How do yeah. you know that a song like this is ready to go out? Like what what tells you it's ready? I don't know. That one's kind of uh, the hardest pinpoint for you to ask that question because that was the first song that I recorded probably first week in the pandemic. <laughs> and I also wrote it that week. Uh, and the lyrics that I initially penned, they don't always end up being the final version of the song, but those were. Um, so yeah, from there, I recorded, I think, all the guitars, drums, bass, and vocals that first week. Um, so then that one had the longest time to evolve and kind of be tinkered with, as you were saying. Um, things that I ended up adding were a few more electric guitars, kind of last week, final touches things. And um, Taylor from camp actually, actually, shit, I think that one was Joe. Joe and Tay uh, played some keys on it. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I played keys on probably five of the songs and then those boys played keys on the rest. Um, so yeah, that one, I don't know. I always viewed that as a very straight ahead song. So like once I had the main band and the vocals, I didn't really want to like do it up too much. You know, I felt like the one guitar with that like lead part was just kind of like classic and like an image to the past. Yeah. And uh, the rest of it is kind of, for me, just something that was like a little bit politically fueled for the lyrics. Um, that's kind of a, a big middle finger to the, to the previous president. Um, but yeah, I think that, I don't know, as far as like finishing songs in general, you can always tinker forever, but I like to keep it like relatively minimal in the aspect of saying that I try everything that I want and then at the end, I pretty much just end up taking off a bunch of stuff and letting it like breathe and be airy. Amazing, amazing. I love that, you know, and, and the song just, uh, it has that air, it has everything. Let me ask you about the first single, Cool Share, which is out now so people can uh, check it out. Sure. Um, I, lo I love it because, yeah, it's like, you know, artists specifically and everyone is always looking ahead to the future or looking back to the past or never in the present. Yeah. Um, so I, I think this is a powerful song about, you know, just being mindful and, and, and full of gratitude. Tell me a little bit about this song. Yeah, that, uh, funny enough, is the last song that I wrote and recorded for the record. <laughs> um, so you nailed it there with the preface and reface. Um, but yeah, that song uh, was kind of one of those, like, just word spews. I was writing and I got the whole thing done and, 10 minutes with an acoustic, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I had another song that was slated to be the ninth song on the record. And I was actually gonna have Taylor and Evan from camp uh, like live record it with me because I was so anxious to get the record done and, and get it, you know, into the very long process that is releasing a record in the modern age. Um, and Tay ended up going out of town for like a week and a half. And I was like, well, I need to get this record done. I need to get a ninth song because nine is always my thing with wonderful records for some yeah. silly reason. Uh, and yeah, so then I wrote that song kind of in that same breath and was like, well, I guess I'm going to slap, uh, slap this one in there. And then it was just a really fun recording process. Um, I got an Omnicord, which is this like 80s crazy 
sounds like Mario uh, <laughs> machine. And I bought it. And like I often do when I buy gear, I'm like, well, if I justify buying this, I need to use it. Right. So I had it. And then the next day I put it on that song and it ended up being that little special sauce that uh, that's really it. like gave it its own. That's, sauce, yeah. that's the Frank's hot sauce of the song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Dig that. Dig that. You know, you're being so generous with your time. Thank you, Matt. Let me ask you a yeah, camp yeah. question. Yeah, uh, obviously, you know, the, camp, the you know, camp is one of the biggest, uh, I would say, indie bands in the world right now. What's the feeling like for you? Uh, when you're on stage and, and you sing a song like By and By, for example, and sure. you see, you know, someone in the back row of a big room, you know, singing out loud, getting touched uh, as a performer. Like, what's that feeling like? I'm not an artist, you know, but yeah. uh, what's, what's a performer when you when you see that magic take over a room? It's pretty crazy. Um, being on ears, in ears kind of takes you out of it a little bit because you can't yeah. really hear the screams as much. And the funny enough thing that I often tell people is that depending on the lights of most venues, you can't see anyone in the back. So like as big as the venue gets, you can pretty much only see the first three rows and then just imagine what the rest of it's like. But obviously every now and again, they like shine the lights and you're like, whoa, you know, cause you get comfortable up there with these 30 people that you can see and you're looking at all of them. And then you see that they're, <laughs> yeah. you know, another, 300 times that but uh yeah it's special it never gets old amazing and it, it felt really good to get back out there this last week you know we've all Absolutely. been eager for it and yeah it's what we're made to do you know play absolutely. on stage absolutely well matt you've said it all what can i say the wonderful the shiner comes out august 11th what a great record man i think you know the, the boys from camp should uh you know should watch out because this puppy is beautiful <laughs> man oh, thank you yeah, everybody's all super, we're all super supportive of each other's side projects. Taylor's got great music with Sunbuck, and Evan's got a kick-ass band called El Camino Acid, and so awesome. we all stay busy, and we love it. We love it. Well, thank you so much for your time, and congratulations on a great record. Thank you so much. I appreciate all it. All right. Take care. See ya. This has been J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.